Are you ready to make 2017 the year you transform your life? You can wait for something to happen, or you're actually going to decide to go, go home after this weekend to do something about that. We all know that we have a very, very limited amount of time on this earth. So let's not have repeated years. Live your own life. Make the choice, make the decision for your own life. Fear is where you develop courage. There's a moment going, holy crap, all right, I'm gonna do this now. The Wellness Breakthrough is coming. And so you actually have that choice every single morning, every single day, every single moment to decide whether you're gonna live it to the fullest or not. Join myself, Marcus Pierce, and the Wellness Guys, Damien Christoph, Lawrence Tam, and Brett Hill for two nights and three days of transformation at the Country Place. Ten acres of breathtaking rainforest in the Dandenong Ranges of Victoria, February 17th to 19th. It's each and every single one of you are going to support each other in your journey, whatever that journey is. Couples discounts available, limited spots remaining for all information and to watch the spine-chilling video, go to thewellnessbreakthrough.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. The Real Food Real is a fresh and educational podcast dedicated to your health. We get real on current research, debunk food myths, and educate you on how to just eat real food. Your host, Steph Lowe, the natural nutritionist, is one of Australia's leading sports nutritionists, passionate about simplifying nutrition and addicted to coconut lattes, smoothies, and sweet potato. If you love the show, then please leave us a review on iTunes. Share the Real Food Reel with your friends and continue to spread the real food love. Hi team and welcome to episode 100 of The Real Food Reel. Such a pivotal episode and we're honoured to be joined by James Colhoun from Food Matters. We're going to dive straight in. Thanks for being a part of The Real Food Reel and enjoy episode 100. Hi James and welcome to the show. Hi Steph, great to be chatting with you. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on The Real Food Reel and thank you for your time in advance. But I'd love for you to set the scene for us and just really share your story with our listeners because it's the first time we've had you on the show. Great. I'm really excited to be a part of the show and 100th episode, so super, super grateful to be a part of uh, this uh, momentous occasion for you. <laughs> you know, the, the Food Matters story, you know, started uh, a lot like, you know, probably a lot of other things started for most people uh, and definitely with an issue that I think many people uh, are faced with in, in their family units these days. It was a chronic illness that my father was going through. Um, you know, thankfully it wasn't cancer or he hadn't had a heart attack, but it was still quite insidious. He was, he was suffering from very severe chronic fatigue syndrome and, and adrenal fatigue. Um, additionally, anxiety and depression. And that led to uh, him seeking, um, uh, you know, advice from the medical profession and ultimately being um, eventually on six different medications uh, for over a five-year period. And his health year on year, even month on month, was declining further and further, more weight gain, 
more side effects from the medications, no improvement or very little improvement in overall symptomatology with only you know some symptoms being alleviated from the drugs but with new problems that came thereafter. And it was something that it got to a point where we really just it, – it got really bad. I mean, at, at one point, he even thought about taking his own life. And that was a huge wake-up call for us as a family That because it was such a – it was almost a slow-moving condition. It didn't seem too bad in year one, but by the fifth year, it was like, this is really serious. And it just happened – that Laurentine and I, we were in different careers. Um, I was driving ships, private luxury yachts, passenger ferries all around the world and Laurentine in a similar um, career. But we were studying nutrition via correspondence through a college in the US called the Global College of Natural Medicine. And we had had this real personal interest in nutrition because we'd made a few dietary changes in our life and seen some improvement um, in some small you know, problems that we had. You know, and niggling little problems. And when it came to my dad, we were like, wow, you know, nutrition could really help him. You know, there's all this research showing the detoxification and natural therapies and even high-dose nutrient therapy, like all molecular approach. There's so much that's, you know, got statistical relevance and, you know, good data behind it and some, you know, and some studies and published in nutritional journals. But why is it that nobody knows about this? That was just the big problem. And why is it that the medical profession who are there to help us heal are not very well steeped in this knowledge? And it was, uh, that was a really big issue for us. And, and then trying to get this information through to my dad was really difficult. I mean, Steph, you've probably sat down with family members and spoke to them about their diet over a dinner party. And they don't really want to know about being told what to eat. They feel intimidated or, or potentially worse than that, like threatened that you're going to take their meat and potatoes away from them. You know, don't you dare. You know, and, uh, you know, it was the same case for my dad. So we had to find a way to get through to him. Uh, we were sending him books, research papers, talking to him about it. He was like, you're my son. You've done some nutritional course online. Why should I believe you? And I can understand where he's coming from. He's a professional person, an accountant, company auditor, so he trusted his health to the medical profession. But we kept pushing and thinking for ways that we could convince him, and we thought, well, why don't we quit our jobs, use the little bit of money we'd saved, and go interview these people all around the world and help bring this message to my dad and then ultimately to a wider audience, to people who who – might need this information but don't have access to it. And that was really the birth of the, the idea of the first film, Food Matters, and instantaneously had this huge shift. It was a belief system shift from that I need to entrust my health to the medical profession to heal me to my body has its own self-healing capability and I know that if I upgrade my diet, detoxify my body, and improve the biochemical mechanisms in the body, which I have control over, I can improve my my health. And and within a three-month period after five years on six different medications, he had lost 50 kilograms, sorry, 25 kilograms, 50 pounds, was off all his medications, back to normal essentially, and, and jogging a few times a week, which was unheard of for him. And he used to love running. And from then on, he's just been healthy and well. And it's been a massive, that was a massive success and a huge shift in our family's trajectory from illness to wellness and then from there the film went out and another film books tv channel 
and it just kept growing and we've been doing it for eight, nine years now and I love every second of it and I'm super grateful to be a part of this movement. Such a cool story and I think, you know, I'm totally with you when you say that things like this come out of a health challenge or a struggle and obviously it wasn't you personally but it was so close to home and so amazing that you could make such a huge change with your dad but now you're doing it with literally millions. So we're so grateful for what you do. I wanted to know a little bit more about the first movie, Food Matters. Mm -hmm. You know, it sounds like Dad was certainly part of the inspiration behind that, but why a documentary? Well, I think that, you know, it's a great question. You know, one of the things that is so true about our modern culture is that media is something that we just believe holus bolus. Like we look at the television, you know, this unique piece of equipment that we've wheeled into our living rooms uh, which is essentially this Trojan horse we wheeled in, and it's just unleashing constantly this barrage of information, beliefs, ideas, ideals, um, things that you have to be fearful for, things that you need to buy. You know, it's really become something that is quite insidious, and it's uh, it's a very powerful medium. I mean, people use that medium like leaders, <laughs> presidents, prime ministers. Um, to get a point across, marketers use that medium in order to sell us things. But we thought, what if we could use that medium to help people get healthy? Wouldn't that be amazing? Like, wouldn't that be the most, the coolest thing ever? And then the, the way that that sort of happens in, 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 in a common sort of reality is that there's a documentary produced and it gets on Netflix or Hulu or iTunes and, or we, we stream it on our website at times doing special events and people, can watch this movie and essentially use the same mechanism of I don't want to say like mind control but but use the same mechanism to really get healthy and get positive information and use use it for good um I turn the, the, the I don't hardly ever watch the news at my house a because it makes me depressed uh and statistics show that people who watch the news in the morning are 90% more likely to be depressed at the end of the day than those who don't so, I mean, I really don't like watching much news and I've got a three-year-old son so my wife basically bans any news because it's just people shooting and wars and problems. But I watched it this morning as a rare occasion for a few minutes and I was shocked at the violence and the horrible information that comes out, like it's murders and car crashes and road rage and people jumping on people's windscreens and beating people up and I'm like, wow, this is really sad. Like I don't, what if we could make something beautiful? and inspired people to be healthy and really help them improve their quality of life, length of life, energy, inspire them to be healthy. And that, that was really, it just made sense that it had to be a documentary and we had to have as many people see it as possible. And that really became such an all-encompassing mission. Yeah, I love that story. And I, I'm with you again on that. Like I listen to the radio when I'm driving, which doesn't happen very often, but the news hour is the worst. Like it's really <gasps> just... This morning it was some poor grandma that I won't go into details on and yesterday it was the, the crash on the Bolte and, you know, it's just about controlling what you're exposed to and, as you say, like switching across to that, that really positive message as well as I think you'll agree with me dispelling the confusion. You know, the yeah. nutrition space, you you would have seen it all now. Like nine years you've <laughs> obviously moved out of the low-fat era you would yeah. have seen the crazy fads and the fear-mongering around these whole foods like eggs and avocados. And isn't it great that now we're in this space where 
hopefully we've seen the death of the low-fat era and the real food movement is leading the show. Tell us more about your thoughts yeah. on that and what you've actually seen since um, you started Food Matters. I thank you so much for providing me that segue because this is something <laughs> I love. I love talking about. To me, we have become we have to really shift away from any dogma around food. You know, we've seen the 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 raw food vegan, the vegetarian, the pescatarian, the paleo. You know, we've seen so many different diets. They're coming, they're going, they're some are staying for longer than others, others are not. I think that what I'm really trying to help people to connect with is is an idea that we base our diets on real foods and we base it on being a qualitarian. Now, I don't mean to create a new label, but by qualitarian I mean that the number one value that we espouse is eating high-quality foods. And so that can be different for different people. And I think it's about developing a sense of body awareness but also just this basic idea of eating beautiful plant foods, you know, green foods, green plant foods, super healing, super powerful. We know this. If you eat animal products, make sure they're wild, make sure they're organic, make sure they're as natural as possible. We want to make sure we're eliminating as much toxins from our diet. Nobody ever, ever, ever said having toxins in your diet is good for you. There's no study that's ever proved that they are beneficial for you. So we need to eliminate our toxic load as much as possible. Um, and then that sort of real foods and then that 20% of your diet, if you've got plants, healthy healthy animal fats, healthy fats, you know, some grains if they work for you, a lot of people do well on a lower grain diet, you know, and especially lower on, especially lower on um, make sure it's organic because they're spraying the wheat now before they harvest it. So to me, when you start to look at all these different facets of dietary philosophy, it really comes down to just just eat real food. Like you, you, you espouse as well as jerf, you know what I mean? Just eat real food. And that can that is different for everybody. It's different on your climate. It's different on your, your, your ancestry. It's different what's seasonally available to you. I think there's so many variations in diet, but the one common thread is that we eat real beautiful natural whole foods from mother nature produced as naturally as possible very little things in packages know all the ingredients and and, and the things that you have in there and if you don't follow the rules 100 percent, don't beat yourself up because most of the issues around health come about self-sabotage you know stories we tell ourselves that we beat ourselves up i'm not perfect because i didn't eat 100 percent, you know plants today or i didn't eat perfect or i didn't eat 100 percent organic you know, the damage we cause to ourselves with this negative self-talk, our values and belief systems and our mindset is equally damaging to health. You know, so I think that really acknowledging this whole person, whole body, whole relationship with our environment is so critical and in embracing this idea of being a qualitarian so that I eat really, really, really good quality foods when I can and I feel great when I do that. And to me, that's exciting. That's a new era of, 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 of nutrition and it's something that I think that everybody can grab onto and I think it, uh, it eliminates a lot of the tension and friction around in the diet space. So that's generally where I am right now. I totally love that. Like qualitarian is by far my new favorite word. I think that is just a great way. And we're not looking for <laughs> labels. I'm with you on that one as well. But I mean, jerf in itself is a label, right? But the dogma I know, I know. does not exist. 
So I think yeah. the 80-20 principle is really important because food is such a huge part of our life in terms of like the share and the, you know, the, the nourishment and the enjoyment that it provides that the last thing we want is to create more stress or negativity. So that's just a perfect summary. So thank you for sharing that with us. So I want to hear more about the, I guess, the Food Matters just briefly. I know it was released in 2008. Um, mm-hmm. I'd love to know if you could share with us how many people have watched that film because those of you that are listening that haven't seen it, you absolutely must do that straight away. Um, so share that with us and then certainly sort of what happened next and how Food Matters uh, evolved. Great. Um, as to how many people have watched it, that's a quite a hard guess. Um, okay. We estimate about 30 to 50 million people globally have seen the film, which wow. is just staggering to me. Um, um, some of the biggest platforms people have seen it on include Netflix. Um, they unfortunately do not report any view data shame, filmmakers, yeah. which is quite sad. I think they want to sort of protect and withhold the way that they uh, remunerate filmmakers, which is their decision. Um but, you know, there is 635,000 ratings of the film on Netflix. So if one in ten people rated it, then that's maybe 6.3 million views. Um, but then across iTunes, uh, it's, in, it's in 13 different languages. We've sold um, definitely over 100,000 DVDs, maybe even 200 or 300,000 um, over these eight years. And it's just, it's staggering the life that it's got and it's amazing the places I am and the people I meet. And I'm like, oh my God, you did Food Matters. I've seen that film. I loved it. It was such an eye-opener for me. It really helped me change my health and my diet and my life. And, and uh, you know, for me, the film really, the message is centered on the, the, the failings that exist within the, the agrochemical agribusiness industry and the failings that exist within the, the, the pharmaceutical and medical industry. And I don't, it's not about pointing fingers and blame. It's just saying in our addiction to convenience, in our addiction to instantaneous gratification, in our addiction to wanting everything now and efficient as possible, there has been a cost. There's been a cost to our health. There's been a cost to human health and it's been hidden from us. You know, the widespread use of pesticides, you know, the the overprescription of antibiotics is one example, has caused huge health conditions and crises. And... The, the, the fear-based approach the medical system uses, especially around chronic disease, you know, so many patients I meet that are diagnosed with cancer that are forced fearfully into treatment within a matter of days, you know, and then, and then regret having those treatments because it's made them sicker and then potentially even um, reduced their, uh, the quality of life and length of life that they, they could have experienced. Uh, without treatment, because there's plenty of studies showing that for many cancers, no treatment is better than treatment. So um, to me, that alone is really just a, a massive problem that we have in society. And it's not about saying somebody's wrong. It's about saying, here is some real data. Here is some real information. And here are some other alternatives that exist that aren't getting attention because they're not patentable. They can't be, um, you know, they can't be one company that makes an exclusive profit over vitamin C intravenous therapy for, for cancer. But that can be very effective for many types of cancer, and it's reasonably cost-effective, very cost-effective in comparison to rounds of chemotherapy. So to me, you know, this is a film that needed to be made. This is a film, a story that needed to be told, and that was really the the whole basis for the, the Food Matters 
the team of people that we have now, the impact we're having on the world and, and everything that we do. And, um, you know, since, since then we produced a, another film called, called Hungry for Change. And that was so much fun. I mean, I loved making that film and that really exposed a lot of the diet industry really around, you know, we're all taking these sugar-free products and these diet drinks and diet products and there's over a billion dollars spent annually in the U.S. on diet and diet-related products and yet we're getting sicker and fatter than ever before. And I don't mean to giggle, but we've never spent more on trying to be healthy and yet we stay unhealthy. So we're doing something wrong. We're doing something, you know, critically wrong and that film was really about realigning people with natural approaches to body transformation and weight loss, which is about mindfulness, visualization, loving yourself, learning to have a better inner dialogue with your body, eating real food, simple detoxification processes, um, these really basic premises, and detoxing your life, like the toxins in the beauty industry. I mean, at the time there was, of the film, you know, there's over 44,000 different man-made chemicals that we'd created post-World War II, and many of them have made them into the cosmetic industry, into our toothpaste, into our lipsticks into our um i don't know all the other things that you beautiful women put on your face but powders and <laughs> blushes and everything mm. yeah i know and there's like an, an ewg even in the states is showing that there's an average of 130 or something don't quote me on this maybe check the research or google it 100 we expose ourselves to 130 different chemicals in the morning before we leave for work just by the products that we're using the average woman uses in her uh, beauty cabinet so and then you know i was speaking to my neighbor this morning or actually it was one of the team here at the office and they had a uh, grandfather pass away from alzheimer's recently who was a painter house painter his whole life they did a biopsy in his brain and he was very highly toxic in lead and we know that heavy metals are implicated with mental or brain disorders um alzheimer's dementia etc so you know these toxins are really causing so much of our chronic degenerative disease and it's so strange to me that we haven't really clearly said yes this is happening because it's something that you do now that doesn't have an effect for 30 years doesn't mean it's not correlated it just means we we don't seem to be taking as much action on it as we should so i want to inspire people to be really aware and conscious about how they interact with their food and their environment and then this sort of continued path of um, I sound a little bit evangelical about this, but this evangelical path about wanting to make sure that as many people as possible get this information led me to uh, myself and Laurentine and the Food Matters team to creating um, a essentially a Netflix for health and wellness, which is called FMTV. And FMTV is just such a such something I'm so proud of. Uh, we have I think over a thousand different titles on there, from recipe videos to yoga classes to breath work, stress reduction and, and breath work to feature-length documentaries to interviews with experts doing deep dives on different topics around chronic disease. And we're doing a new release a week at least on average for the last two years since that channel has been going. And it's on Apple TV, iOS apps. It's like nine ninety five a month. It's super affordable. And to me, education should be at the, at the pillar, at the, that should be the main pillar of all health programs because the more educated you are the more inspired you are to take action and the more inspired you are to take action the more consistently you take action the healthier you're going to be so i love the channel i'm so uh enamored by it and um yeah that's where we're putting a lot of our focus so we can educate the world get them to wake up and leave this place a little bit better than maybe we uh joined it 
and and hopefully it can it can live on for a few more generations. Yeah, such an amazing story, and FMTV is super cool. I think you know exactly what you and I were talking about earlier about not wanting to be exposed to all the violence and horrendous stories that we're that are basically you know TV and radio and everywhere we go. Why not invest in something that is going to look after your health, your family's health, and as well as dispel the confusion that you might be feeling from, you know, being exposed to so many different stories or conversations or dogmas that we have seen in the nutrition space. Um, so it's, mm-hmm. a, it's such an amazing idea. I think certainly um, I can't wait to see where it goes. So I can, I can definitely agree and see why you're so so proud of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, um, there are so many options and avenues for where, where it goes. We've, we've just launched a re- recent section in there, which is full guided program. So we have our three day detox in there. We have, um, a seven day smoothie challenge. There's a seven day juice challenge as well, uh, which is like juice a day or a smoothie a day for seven days. Uh, we have some of the summits that we've run in there. And even the truth about cancer has a summit in there as well. Um, and we're launching, uh, start of 2017. Um, a 21-day Food Matters program in there as well, which is a guided program with daily recipes, meal plans, shopping lists, and daily um, really quick and easy yoga and breath, breath work classes and um, and visualization and mindfulness uh, practices as well. So, you know, we know that these things are the pillars, the, the, the healthy habits that really help people action from action step and improve day by day from where they are now to where they want to be health-wise. And so by creating this program, it's, it's, it's really something exciting that I think will have a massive impact on people's health. Yeah, amazing. So is that like a virtual program within FMTV? Yeah, exactly. So there's, you'll, you'll have the capability with the programs we have currently, um, you have and this one launching as well, you have the capability to check off every class that you've done every day and it has a status bar and a tracker and you can see your progress and uh, – you know, it's something that is really, uh, I don't know, it's just really practical. So many people over the years are like, I love to film this. They just tell me what to do. Yeah. You know, they're like, yeah. just tell me what to do. And so we have, from a nutritional perspective, there's like, uh, there's a, like a vegetarian friendly version uh, options. And there's also, uh, you know, uh, wild caught fish and some white meat options in there as well for people that want to still you know, maintain as, as normal a diet, should we say, as possible, but just really upgrade it, eat cleaner, start introducing some things you might not be introducing and um, really experiment with food. I know that when I made a lot of these recipes again for the program, it was like, wow, I've just learned some really cool new recipes or remembered things. Like I used to always have these nori wraps for breakfast and uh, haven't had them for a while and I was doing the recipes up the other day and it was like wow it's so cool so fun what an awesome breakfast idea it just helps inspire you to have better healthy rituals and more options because we tend to be creatures of habit and we just sort of make things that we make and sometimes they may not be altogether that healthy or serve us as as much as they should so yeah I'm, I'm excited about the 21 day program and yeah as I said it'll be launching in January on FMTV so people in the new year will be ready to hit the ground running yeah perfect timing and i have been eyeing off those um no rolls on your um social media <laughs> before oh, the show cool. so yeah they look super super good um but i agree with you as well with what your point about um taking that next step like i think your films are fantastic but obviously the program is that is that next step almost like a little bit of um 
you know, kind hand holding because people do find it quite overwhelming, you know, for someone that's been following a standard Australian diet to get told yeah. for the first time that cereal and toast may not be the best way to start their day. That can make people <laughs> fall off their chairs, right? They don't know I what know. to do. Yeah. They think, A, that yeah. you've probably fallen off a tree yourself because it sounds so crazy. Yes. Um, but B, like, what do they do? So you've obviously and identified I, I, that. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. And to me, I just know that there's such simple things. Like I always focus on what are, what are the the 10 or 20% changes I can make in my life and in my diet that's going to create these huge results, you know. And if I think about it, like from a ritual perspective, uh, on a day-to-day perspective, the first thing is having some sort of hydration ritual in the morning. I mean, we become dehydrated and our bodies become stagnant overnight and most people end up going for toast and coffee or a croissant and coffee, which is like a dehydrant and a dehydrant. It dehydrates the body and, and the, the, the coffee or the croissant, you know, causes a blood sugar spike because, you know, you know, most people may not be aware that, that, you know, uh, refined flowers can cause a blood sugar spike as much as white sugar, if not more in many cases. So that is really quite a lethal combination. And it, and it, but it's actually been the combination that's been recommended by a government by the food pyramid for, for years. So to me, to just focus on a hydration ritual and then some form of healthy nutrient dense breakfast or some sort of greens or some sort of, you know, this egg nori egg roll wrap idea or two ingredient pancakes. I actually had them this morning, which is one banana, two eggs, blend it up, a little bit of coconut oil, um, cooked in a pan with a bit of cinnamon. I mean, it's so simple to have just a simple, basic, nutritious breakfast. Um, and I'm not talking about a really extreme like green smoothie with a hundred different ingredients or anything like this. These are just very basic, simple habits and rituals and quick turn tos that anybody who's busy can do. Um, on top of that, some sort of movement, daily movement. It doesn't have to be much. If you go for a walk or a swim or do a really simple yoga class, that is just transformative to have that habit. And then, I like to do it in the evening. Sometimes I like to do it very early morning, but having a simple mindfulness practice, just breath work. And I like to incorporate visualization. Either it's guided visualization, which we've had John Gabriel, who's an awesome visualization expert. Um, he also used visualization to lose over um, 110 kilograms um, in weight and keep it off for like seven or ten years or even longer now. He's my son, he's my son's godfather now. He's in the Hunger for Change movie as well. But he is amazing. And to just listen to his visualizations, like imagine this white light moving through your body, your body's healing, it's creating its natural environment. It's just so, it just reduces so much stress because we're all stressed out these days. We're not happy and we're stressed out. And we, we first of all need to deter, need to build more resilience because we need to be, become less affected by the stress that's around us. And it's a choice. You know, that's a choice to be stressed out. So we first of all need to focus on being resilient when it comes to how we approach our environment and the second thing is we need to develop skills to be able to reduce stress daily uh movement already helps to do that but this visualizations these mindfulness practices are so profound and 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 the research is showing i mean some of the documentaries on fmtv like the connection and emotion they're in the top 10 most watched documentaries on fmtv they're telling us that the science is showing that this these practices can create an incredibly profound healing effect in the body. And I'm talking people are recovering 
and going into remission from chronic disease because of applying these practices and the science is proving it. So, wow, like who would have thought this weird trippy idea of being still or doing breath work or being mindful was actually so profound. And I think that this is the lesson for modern humans is that let's remember what it's like to be a little bit more ancient. <laughs> you know, let's incorporate some of those practices into our day-to-day life and that's what, you know, the 21-day program and a lot of the content on FMTV is all about, helping you be a real human so that you can live a healthy and happy life. Yeah, and so absolutely a full 360, which is, you know, kind of an unfortunate irony but amazing that we're all figuring <laughs> it out now that we're going back to what our great-grandparents ate and bringing things yeah. back to basics in terms of what we need to do to live a really healthy and optimal life. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you're a little bit short on time, so I'm going to wrap up with one final question, James. I just wanted you to share. Um, I know you've got obviously two amazing films, Food Matters and Hungry for Change, but I also hear there's another one on the way. Yeah, there is. <laughs> Very and, cool. Uh, um, I just spent a month in the States uh, filming interviews for this new documentary and, you know, I don't want your listeners to get too excited. I don't want to temper their enthusiasm, but it takes quite a time uh, to make a film, so generally about 12 months. Um, so we won't be seeing this film come out until the end of 2017, mm-hmm. uh, should all things go to plan. Uh, but I've had some interviews so far that have really blown my mind. Uh, I've been exposed to this information for a long time, and I guess I've been on a um, <clears throat> a belief continuum with our community as well. First, we went from, you know, maybe these industries don't have our best interests at heart to, you know, focus on the mind-body element, especially the loving ourselves and the stress reduction. That's such a big story. And this film is just like that next level um, to this whole story, and it sort of encompasses everything we've done to date, and it. And it goes another level deeper in really connecting with some of the ancient modalities that we can use to really boost our health, our mindset, our happiness, our performance, and our immunity. I mean, we have this whole idea that our that immunity is an autonomic function, that it's something that we do not have any control over. And that's not altogether that true. It's been disproven. And I'm like, wow how is that possible and there's some some techniques that i've been taught that i've been using as well that will be coming out in this film that really shake that idea to its core um plus you know we do explore a lot about the gut in this new film um, a lot about the autoimmune uh conditions we're suffering from a lot about leaky gut probiotics in the gut you know these are big topics right now how gluten affects the gut we've got some awesome like sort of people that are quite well-known featuring in this film that share their stories. Um, And on top of that, you know, we have uh, a section developing in there about the power of uh, our thoughts and how our beliefs can really shape and determine the outcome that our genes sort of produce. And we've we've been living in this determined victim mentality for centuries that we don't control our immunity and we have no control over our genes and if we get something well that's just bad luck we're going to die and it's absolute bs it's not true at all and to me i want to empower people with this knowledge and help people understand that they are ultimately almighty you know and that there there is this ancient idea or this philosophical 
religious idea that we are cut from this stone of God. You know what I mean? So we are one with God. You know, the, the, in, in the Vedic text, they say Omnamashavaya, which means God resides within me as me. You know, maybe in some Catholic traditions, it's a little bit separate from God, separate. But, but I think that there is this, there is this, for me, as I start to watch some of these interviews, it's like there's this story that we are connected, we are powerful, we are almighty. And that's not generally the thought pattern that resides in most of us as we walk around on this planet. And I would love if it could be because it is the truth. And to me, there's a huge sort of conscious awakening idea emerging through this film. And to me, that's the purpose of our life. What are we here for? We're here to be happy. We're here to be healthy. We're here to enjoy our family life. But ultimately, we're here to evolve i mean growth and evolution is the nature of humanity everything is either growing or it's dying and so if we had a choice to anybody on the street would you rather grow or die everyone's going to say grow so how do we make that a reality in our lives and i'm just i i can't wait i just can't wait to get this film out there uh give me a year guys i'll get it i'll get it to you i'll get it to you but we yeah. promise we won't hassle you for it but it's obviously going to be a huge year next year for you and we will look forward to its release yeah great great awesome james it was so cool to have you on the show thank you for joining us for episode 100 um head to the show notes team for more information on food matters all the links are there um and we'll add some social media links so you guys can stay in touch with james and the food matters team so cool to chat with you james and again really we're really grateful for your time thank you so much steph wonderful chatting with you too awesome we'll chat to you soon ciao bye This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.